0: Welcome to the Hire to Thrive podcast, where home care hiring is reimagined. I'm your host, Rachel Gartner, founder and CEO of CareWork. We're on a mission to help you hire and retain more high quality caregivers so that you can serve your community better. Since 2018, we've helped our partner agencies hire thousands of caregivers. If your agency needs more hires to thrive, you're in the right place. Hi, we are here today to talk about something very important for your caregivers, for your office staff, and for yourself. Today we are going to talk about going from burnout to balance, how you can promote well-being in your agency and hopefully find it in your own life. Home care is a difficult industry to work in. It's 24-7. It's emotionally taxing. It's physically taxing, particularly for your caregivers, and it's mentally taxing for everyone involved. And some of the most burnout may be schedulers, recruiters, leaders, and agency owners. So today, when we talk about going from burnout to balance, we are going to specifically discuss supporting your recruiters, but we're also going to discuss everyone at your agency and yourself. There is such a need for compassion in home care, and that's one of the things that tends to fall to the wayside when we are burnt out. So I really can't think of anything more important for us to be talking about today, and I'm going to try to be a little bit vulnerable and share with you times that I have experienced burnout and what that looked like and how together we can help promote well-being for everyone involved in the home care industry so that we can continue to give our best to those around us. So how do we promote well-being in our agency? How do we go from burnout to balance? Well, it's certainly not an overnight fix. And I would be lying if I told you that it was. It's also not 100% in your control. When we think about the caregivers at your agency, there are many, many things that are contributing to their burnout and you can directly impact only a small portion of them. You can impact their pay, their work environment, the support that they feel from those that they work with. You can impact their schedule. You can help them find a schedule that works for them. But there are a lot of things that you can't impact. How reliable is their childcare? How much family support do they have? What kind of emotional support do they have? for themselves what is their total financial picture look like are they making enough to meet the needs of themselves and their family it's incredibly taxing to always feel like you are doing your best you're doing your best you're doing your best and it's never quite enough you know we joke about it about that feeling of adulthood where just when you think you're doing better your check engine light comes on or something goes wrong or the babysitter calls out sick, the daycare is closed, it's a school break, no one's there to watch the kids. And these are the day-to-day realities of most, if not all, of the caregivers on your staff, as well as many of your office staff. So as a recruiter, as an owner, as a leader, how do you help? Well, we're going to talk about some of those things today. And I want to be transparent and say that I've reached some pretty extreme points of burnout in my own journey. Care work is over five years old now, and if you didn't know, it's my company that I bootstrapped from the ground up. No big outside investment, no support. It was me figuring it out. And now, over five years in, we have an amazing team, and I have leaders at every area of the company that are thriving. But getting here was hard, and I certainly have reached points of burnout myself, and I've also seen them in others that I work with. And I've heard the signs of them doing just phone screens, helping agencies hire caregivers. You get people on the phone and you can just hear it in their voice and you can hear it in their desperation almost. How quickly can I get working and how much am I going to get paid? Those things are not selfish questions. They're often coming from a very real point of desperation and of need. And so you have caregivers that you're recruiting and hiring and screening That are burnt out before they ever work a day for you. And they are coming to your door looking for a solution, looking for support, looking for what will work for them. And how do we meet them with a culture that says you are not alone? You can be fully human here. And what does that look like for the practicalities of running a home care agency? At the end of the day, they have to show up and take care of their client, of your client. Somebody has to be there to take care of a person in need. And that means that we can't always give the answer that we want to give of, oh, you're having a rough time. Let me just give you some paid time off. Why don't you just stay home today? That's not the reality of home care. It's just not. It's not the reality of my business either. But there are ways that we can support the people that work for us, support the people at our agency, and welcome newcomers that we are recruiting and hiring To a culture that from day one says, you can bring your full human self here, it's okay, and we're going to support you. So what are a couple ways that we can do that? Well, first, just recognizing the signs of caregiver stress and burnout. A couple of these might look like anxiety. And maybe they're saying they have anxiety. I'm thankful to see in many places this is becoming more comfortable for people to talk about, to say, I'm feeling really anxious or I'm having a lot of anxiety or I'm struggling. It can be hard to hear sometimes and it can be hard to respond to in a workplace setting to understand what is my role because you can't solve everyone's problems for them and you certainly can't treat their anxiety and you shouldn't try to. But one of the best things you can just say is, I hear you and it's valid to feel that way. You know, a lot of the things that we can do in the workplace actually echo gentle parenting techniques, which is becoming controversial to say, but it's true. There's a lot of parenting advice out there right now that starts with, I hear you, and it's okay to feel that way. Well, guess what? Adults need that too. And in the workplace, you may not be able to solve someone's anxiety or burnout, but if you're hearing it, if they're expressing it, one of the best things you can just say is, I hear you. I hear that you're feeling really anxious right now. You're not alone. I wish I could solve this for you, but I'm here with you. And I think the way you're feeling is really valid. So what can I do to support you? You guys, I just gave myself goosebumps. I'm sorry. (laughs) But the experience of validating those emotions at work is so powerful. And it makes me emotional because I've had the opportunity to do this for my own employees to say, I don't know how to fix all of this for you, but how can I help? I hear you. I see you. It's valid to feel this way. You know, at CareWork, we hire almost exclusively military spouses. And then we work in recruiting for home care agencies, which is relentless, to be honest. I mean, every day my employees show up to hundreds of applicants and calls and text messages. It's a lot of work. And most of them are also balancing with things like deployments, childcare, living far from family, PCSing their spouse having a stressful job and needing them to be emotionally available for them. So I've had the opportunity to do this for my own employees. And as a leader in a home care agency, one of the most powerful things you can say is, I hear you. It's okay to talk about this. I want to support you. And it's valid. That's how I would respond if your employee is experiencing anxiety. Now the next one is a little bit harder to be as compassionate about. If your employee comes to you and straight up says, I'm having a lot of anxiety, it might be easier to access your own compassion. But what if your employee is just really irritable and maybe they weren't always irritable or maybe they kind of showed up that way, but they're really good at their job and so you've kind of let it slide. Well, what do you do then? It's a lot harder to be compassionate and in a workplace setting or for someone providing care in someone's home. We can't really just give the, it's okay to be irritable. It's all right because it's not all right to be very irritable at work. The irritability that you're seeing might be a sign of burnout. And how do we address that then? Does that mean that we let that behavior go unchecked? Do you let a key employee come into your office and just be irritable with everyone around them? No. And if this is office staff and they're treating your caregivers that way, you're going to lose your caregivers. If it's a caregiver, they're not going to provide the best care if they are irritable all the time. So often this needs to be directly addressed, and it can be addressed with boundaries set to say, you know, the way that you've been speaking to others in the office is really having a negative impact on the people around you. But here's the difference when we recognize that this is a sign of burnout, we come at it from a place of compassion. And it might even be verbally acknowledging that this is not typical for them so for me I might talk to an employee and say I've had some people come to me they're having some difficult interactions with you and some of the things you've said have offended other people in the office and I need to talk with you about it but I want to start by saying that I know you really well you are great to work with we're really glad to have you on the team and I was surprised to hear this feedback so I just wanted to check first is everything okay with you Do you see how that's different than either ignoring it and just letting a problem persist in your office, which is going to be negative for everyone around that person, or bringing someone who's been irritable into your office and starting with, you've really been snapping at people around you, and I will not accept that at my agency. Very different to start from a place of compassion and understand that this might be a sign of burnout. Some other signs of burnout you may want to consider are trouble concentrating, and certainly this is. It's important for caregivers because we need them to be able to concentrate on the care that they are providing. You may also notice that people are not as engaged or social as they once were. All of these are signs that it's time for a conversation. Another way we can move from burnout to balance and promote well-being in the agency is to conduct regular check-ins with your caregivers to see how they're doing and ask for feedback about their workload, about any concerns that they have. And about suggestions for improvement and then whenever possible act on that feedback publicly thank people for that feedback it is really really powerful for your office culture and morale to take feedback to take it frequently and well and to publicly say when you make changes we got this feedback from a few of you that the way that we were contacting you about open shifts wasn't working so this is what we're going to try instead and i want to thank everyone for their feedback Please continue to give us feedback whenever needed, whenever you have feedback to share. We're open to hear it. This gives your employees the ability to help you build a better agency. You want to build an agency where the way you're communicating works for everyone, people feel valued. This absolutely helps prevent burnout, and we want to create that culture all the time. One caution I will give you, if you put out surveys that are anonymous about caregiver feedback. About their workload, things like that, you do need to be clear that, especially with anonymous surveys, they're not always going to see an immediate change. And that if they have an immediate need to change their workload or their environment, they need to speak directly with a supervisor. And I say this because it's actually something we experienced at CareWork, where we were putting out a lot of surveys about workload, about how people were feeling, because we were trying to build some data to say when we have this number of applicants we're handling versus this number of employees, we have this level of workload satisfaction among the team. And what happened was there were people who were putting their names somewhere in their anonymous survey feedback and saying, I'm really unhappy with my workload. And they were then very disheartened that the next week they didn't get a call saying, I see you're really unhappy with your workload. Here's what we're going to do about it. But for us, we were collecting that feedback to look at data points. We were not intending to make immediate changes on week-to-week workload based on that. So if you put something out there to collect this feedback, make sure people understand if this is somewhere to submit something that they need fixed right away or if it is somewhere to submit general feedback. Another way to prevent burnout is stress management training. So actually providing these resources to your caregivers and to your staff on how to deal with stress, how to build resiliency, how to build a growth mindset, because this is something that you can foster. Do you want to be in a fixed mindset or do you want to be in a growth mindset? What does that mean and what does it look like? These kinds of personal development webinars and sessions and trainings, conversations, whatever it looks like for your agency they can actually be really popular in a way to build long-term relationships with the caregivers in your agency and support them. Now, is every single training you do going to be just a knock it out of the park, everyone attends, huge success? No. But the more you make this kind of training and support available... Some people will take you up on it, and it also gives you a a place to point for people who are struggling. So if you have a caregiver who's struggling with burnout or that you see the signs of burnout, being able to say, here's a list of resources we have around this. I would be happy to share these with you and discuss them with you and make sure you have everything you need to get to a better place. So those kinds of stress management training, sometimes they become a joke in the corporate world. I know that but some can be really valuable. So thoughtfully putting together some resources are really helpful. And the last is to manage workloads in your home care agency. Now don't come at me with your pitchforks. I know. I know it's hard. And especially as your home care agency grows, you're going to have that push and pull of we have too many caregivers and not enough cases and that's not good. Now we have too many cases and not enough caregivers and that's not good. I know it's hard. Believe me. I really do. But As far as managing workloads, if you can get to a place where your agency is consistently staffed well, you can help people manage their workload really well. So obviously to prevent burnout, we want to make sure we're not overburdening people. We want to make sure they can take time off when they need it, time off for special events or for when they or their family are sick or they have another responsibility. So making sure you're staffed well enough that you can confidently encourage your team to take time off when they need it is huge. But you also want to make sure that they're working enough. As we talked about, financial stress is a huge contributor to burnout. So you want to make sure that you are aware for everyone on your team of what take-home pay they need to make, and you're doing your best to schedule well, to manage your cases well and your ratios of staff well, so that you can provide people enough hours to meet those needs. It's not always going to be perfect. I know that. You know that. It's the reality of the home care industry for most people. But what we can do is do our best and communicate when we're not achieving that goal. If you have caregivers that aren't getting enough hours and you suspect it's causing them stress or burnout, a conversation goes a long way. Transparency goes a long way. Showing that you care about them, you're aware of their needs, and you are actively working to meet them is going to put you a huge step above a lot of the other places they've worked. I can pretty much guarantee that. So do your best to manage their workload well, make sure they're making enough to support their families and their immediate needs, and also make sure you're staffed well enough that they can take time off when needed. And then when those things are in jeopardy, either you're understaffed and you can't have people taking time off, or you're discouraging time off, or maybe they can take time off, but you're definitely not thrilled about it, or if you are overstaffed and you've lost some cases and people aren't getting the hours they need, when those things happen, communicate. Communicate with compassion. That's the last thing I'll leave you with for all of this, going from burnout to balance in your agency, is to lead with compassion. You're not always going to get it right. You're going to mess up. I've been called out on that at CareWork. I told you guys I was going to be vulnerable. And the truth is, there have been times that we grew really quickly and we were understaffed and a lot of people on our team were feeling a lot of stress. And it's it's hard for me to even talk about right now. But what can we do about it? Well, we communicate and we lead with compassion. We acknowledge that if we are overworking everyone on our team, mistakes are going to happen and we're going to give a lot of compassion for that. To say out loud, yes, you made a mistake and we need to fix it but I just want to say, I know you've been working really hard. I understand. These things are going to happen. Let's fix it together. Lead with compassion when you are acknowledging your team and they're not happy with you. Lead with compassion when an employee comes to you and they are struggling. It is hard. It is emotionally draining, but it is absolutely necessary. And at the end of the day, whether you're a recruiter, you're an agency owner, or you're leading an agency, you also have to take care of yourself to make sure that you can take care of those around you. You know, they say you can't pour from an empty cup. This is something that I am still learning. And for me right now, it looks like therapy. It looks like getting more comfortable with my own stress levels. It looks like finding time to be more active, reading, and giving my per- myself permission to rest. When I do those things for myself, I'm better able to do them for everyone that I work with, and I encourage you to do the same.